Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Parker and Alex. And we watched the Star Wars Episode Nine trailer. I clapped. It's so good. Yeah, I, I recognize Darth Vader. Alex, what was your favorite part of the trailer? There's a new trailer? Okay. The only one I saw was uh, the, the trailer for the Mitochlorian on mute when I was on the plane. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we also found Man. time to watch... <laughs> we also found time to watch Halloween Resurrection, uh, a Halloween movie in which no one gets resurrected. So uh, we'll start off nice and clean. Parker, do you have any news? You know, I had a couple things, but here's the thing. Alex, I want to hear about your adventures this week. <laughs> Nothing is more newsworthy than what you told me. <laughs> All right. So uh, uh, for those who haven't figured it, out, figured it out from context clues, I was out of town over the weekend. Uh, last day that I was there in the great state of Minnesota, I uh, had some time to kill before I went to the airport. Went to the uh, big old honking mall of America, you know. Seems like a nice place to go. We'll see what they've got there. All sorts of different shops, restaurants. Maybe sit down and have a uh, bite to eat. At a place called the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> Ready for this trip report? Here we go. Y'all. <laughs> the same animatronic monkey both hit me in the head and T-posed at me. <laughs> I'll have you know, there is nary a cocktail that you can purchase without also purchasing a souvenir glass. <laughs> they know exactly what they are and what their business model is. <laughs> you can buy that dickhead who owns the Rockets book at the register. Can we invest in the Rainforest Cafe, you guys? <laughs> I like the idea that I lent Alex the company card to go to the Rainforest Cafe <laughs> to give us a strip report. Every 15 minutes, the lights get really low, and these strobe lights going off while, like, thunderstorm sound effects play, and all the animatronic animals just start wigging out. <laughs> so fucking cool. I, I, like, I can't believe it's real. <laughs> I can't believe it's a real place. You're it's eating so your fucking, fucking brontosaurus cool. burger, and then your child starts crying because the tigers are scared. <laughs> it's the coolest thing I've ever heard. So that all that overpriced food is going to a good place. That money is well spent. Absolutely. That's a story like, to take with you for the rest of your life. <laughs> I was just baffled because like by the time I finally had soaked it all in and actually picked up the food menu, none of the food has stupid names. Like not a single thing has some dumb rainforest themed name. Like how the like it's a restaurant for babies. I'd like to withdraw <laughs> my investment. <laughs> I'm no longer interested. <laughs> Rainforest Cafe has been canceled. However, there there were multiple trees that tried to talk to me. Because, you know, those okay. exist. Money's back in. Money's yeah. back in, folks. Yeah. 
Uh, it's tied to movies and uh, Wizard of Oz. <laughs> what a surreal experience. I never would have gone there if we didn't talk about it on this podcast like two months ago. So, so you didn't get to the drive-thru? <laughs> I think the Rainforest Cafe is why 9-11 happened. It's just a real like, no, nah, no, nah, they've gone too far. <laughs> Fit on the most idiotic fucking thing I've ever experienced in person. I want to go back. What's happening? Last for Jimmy. Oh, the tigers are scared. No, fuck this. <laughs> Bring it all down. This empire has to crumble. <laughs> I'm so jealous. You're welcome. Also, I'm sipping out of my forced souvenir glass as we record, so... <laughs> yeah, you take the cup with you. Oh, just regular one's fine. You don't understand. You're drinking out of this monkey's head whether you like it or not, motherfucker. When, when she came back, like, like, she came with my check at the end and said, I gave you the second one as a refill, and I wasn't sure if that was a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Things were experienced this week. That's more newsworthy than had anything I had. <laughs> I have no news that's better than that. So, Chris, <laughs> on to you. Okay. Uh, do you guys have Jerks of the Week? Mine's going to come a little bit later. I forgot, but I got time. I had one, but then a uh, little inside track here. Like three minutes before y'all called me, I ate a massive bowl of chili. So my brain is... Oh, I got the meat sweats going yeah. on. There's a ticking time bomb here. It's. Go my... I know who my jerk of the week is. His book's called Shut Up and Listen. I hate him so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know how tempted I was to buy it so I could read it on the plane? <laughs> oh, That's how they but... get you at Rainforest Cafe. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's marketing. Uh, you could learn something. Okay. Come for the drinks and the atmosphere. <laughs> Leave for the nice book. There's a fucking chimpanzee that just hangs over top of the bar. And then if you're like over 6'3", you just fucking hit your head on it. It's so cool. <laughs> like, I, I... Dude, I walked in and, like, there was nobody in, like, the front, like, receiving slash gift shop area. So, like, I wasn't sure, like, where I was supposed to go to, like, be sat. So, like, I grabbed an employee after a couple of minutes. was like, hey, like, where do I, like, stand for that? She's like, oh, over here. Walks me out to what I thought was the podium. It was not the podium because we had to go further because the actual podium is inside of an elephant. <laughs> you know, I didn't know where that story was going. But I did not guess there. That's for sure. I was, I was like, ah, yes, of course. I should have stood by the elephant. My mistake. No, I'm walk sorry, guys. deep into the restaurant and walk inside the animal so you can be seated in our empty restaurant. No, no, no. You have to climb inside the rhinoceros's anus. It's a reverse Ace Ventura. <laughs> I'm so fucking jealous. I want to be in that gift shop right now. <laughs> there was, there was just a big like. A big wooden thing that's a bag of rocks, six ninety nine. <laughs> I was like, man. Okay. Imagine checking your bag at the airport and having to explain. Well, you see, I didn't come with these rocks, <laughs> but I did pack them. I know knowingly. a good deal when I see one. <laughs> what kinds of rocks? I have so many questions. Okay, well, uh, let's move on to what we watched this week. I don't know if I can. But I'll try. <laughs> I started off the week strong with uh, the best in the quintology so far, Baby Geniuses, Baby Squad <laughs> Investigators. 
Folks, there's really not much to say. This is the introduction of the dastardly baby. <laughs> Big baby. Big baby. <laughs> now, now is, is Big Baby actually larger than the other babies, or is it like a metaphor? Actually, I think he's a little bit smaller. Yeah, it's, it's not a metaphor. It's more like it's a title. <laughs> so, you have to earn it. It's kind of like Highlander. <laughs> so... Alex, you led me astray. You told baby me baby quickening. <laughs> Alex, you told me that this featured a character named Beauregard Burger, <laughs> which I cannot say without laughing. How does the Rainforest Cafe not have a Beauregard Burger? I'm so fucking mad. Okay, they will come under new ownership by hook or by crook. <laughs> Anyway, it turns out <laughs> Beauregard Burger is in this in name only. In reality, Beauregard Burger is, in fact, Big Baby. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Twists abound in this movie for nobody. Also featuring Moriarty, because, of course. <laughs> now, we don't like to get too political on this show, but when we talk about racism... It's a little tough to, Uh-oh. like, where do we draw the line here with whatever Moriarty Tell me doing. Big Baby said the N-word. No. I swear to God. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it's, Moriarty <laughs> does, you know how, like, I, I don't remember which one it was, it's the Treasures of Egypt or something like that, where Moriarty does so racist You're the expert. I am now, yeah. It's, that's the one where he does, like, the racist accents of, like, Egyptian people and Chinese people and uh-huh. other ones. In this one, he does accents of, like, Italians and French people. It's like, well, they're white, so you can't be racist against white people. Italian's anyway. the one accent you can still do. Yeah. You can still do French. Who cares? Um, they're going to dislike you either way. Did Big Baby call someone a Fredo? <laughs> <laughs> no, Big Baby. Big Baby isn't featured as heavily in this as he is in other movies. This is ah, just right. This is when he was still Beauregard. For yeah, well, he was fooling everybody before they flanderized Big Baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, zero out of ten. Please don't ever do this to me again. Uh, <laughs> Good news, I can't. We're out of Baby Genius's movie <laughs> for now. Uh, there's going to be one next year, I'm sure of it. Uh, next up, I watched a pretty good movie. It's two hours long in French and from 1955. It's called Lola Montez. And one of the things I kind of liked about it is it made me think about the way we look at celebrities. And maybe we're a little too invested in their lives. But on the other hand, I really, really wanted to hear about Aaron Carter and his face tattoo and the restraining order and everything like that. So, what? point, huh? counterpoint. Uh, <clears throat> next, Parker, a movie I think think you've seen and if not it's in your very near future uh it's, it's called house it's a japanese movie oh, from 1977 oh buddy oh buddy uh it's that pre- is it's a pretty film. normal movie it's a, it's normal it's pretty regular it's a so beginning normal. middle and end uh three act structure uh some ghost feature in this movie it is a ghost movie about a haunted house which is where it gets a title um that's about it. And then I watched uh, Killer of Sheep. No, there's more to it. Yes. House is... Uh... So much <laughs> happening. It's House reminds me of... It, here's here's a little thing that they did that reminds me of a Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh, you know how in Pulp what? Fiction she says, come on, don't be... Uh, and she draws a square and those little dotted lines follow her fingers. Whenever I see that, I'm like, why doesn't anyone else do that? 
that's this movie what if you wanted like 90 minutes of that that's basically <laughs> what happens this movie is directed in the most bizarre fashion there are these weird things where they want you to focus on something on the screen right in any other movie ever made if they want you to focus on something they'll like move the camera so the thing that you want to focus on is in the center this will just do like an iris that makes everything black except for that one thing which is like a cat or like an earring or something like that all the girls have nicknames such as gorgeous or mac which is short for big mac because she can't stop eating or same or what are the oh one of the one's names is kung fu uh she (laughs) this is a very 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 strange movie uh anyway uh they they go to a haunted house to i don't know they're on vacation or something and uh it, it, this has like the, the sort of music it kind of feels like a live action anime like one of those slice of life things where they just kind of talk about how much they like eating cake or nothing happens uh, and then all of a sudden they discover one of the girls severed heads so yeah. sorry because screw that up they discover one of the girls severed heads in a well and you're just like whoa it, oh it's this kind of movie okay let's see where we're going with that okay she's alright what's going on here Things get very bizarre. I'd like to contend that Kung Fu is a little OP in this movie, because she's kicking ass throughout the entire thing, and I think she could just take on all the ghosts at the same time. So, uh, one of the things that makes me think about this movie is I kind of feel like, who wrote this? Whose demented mind came up with this? Oh, this movie was literally mostly written by a young girl. It's uh, the daughter of the director came up with most of these ideas. You are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is incredibly regular. <laughs> that's that's one where if you haven't seen House, I that's one of the ones where I immediately move it on like my recommendations list just because you're never really gonna see anything like it ever again. Uh you might not like it, but you'll remember it. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're going to like it. This is one where you have to see it just for filming experience because if you watch a movie like Halloween 2, that's really not going to stick with you. You're just going to, all right, I know what happens in this movie. And it, it's it's movie bullshit. There is no movie bullshit in Haosu. It is just the way that it is. <laughs> uh, very, very strange movie. Then I watched, uh, I'm going to skip Killer of Sheep. I don't really have a whole lot of interesting things to say about it. I watched a movie called Don't Go in the House, which sounds like a board game. Um... This is about, uh, I I have to admit, I was kind of tempted to watch this one just by the title. It's one of these, um, I I think the British came out a while ago with something that was a list of called uh, Video Nasties, which is uh, videos that you weren't supposed to watch, like The Evil Dead. Oh no. So uh, Don't Go in the House was one of the ones, and I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. This is about a guy who lights women on fire, and I'm like, whoa, that's kind of, that's kind of fucked up. That's actually just like one of the, like the things to get you to watch it. It's really not that interesting. It's one of the things that kind of made me think that a lot of these so-called video nasties and grindhouse movies and, and movies that came out in this era, in that like late 70s, early 80s, stuff like that, they're really not as exciting as a trailer would make them out to be. There's a whole lot of uh, points in the movie where really not much is happening and you don't really care about what's happening and you're just sort of like looking around and it, like, what's the big deal? You never get that with the Evil Dead movies. And I think that's a really, really big point in the Evil Dead trilogy's favor is that there's always something interesting happening. There's always some reason to be looking at the screen. But Don't Go in the House, I don't feel that. Yeah, uh, Grand House movies are fucking garbage. Yeah. I I mean, when they're meant to be watched, 
at a drive-in where you can't fucking hear it anyways. Yeah. They're not trying too hard with, you know, plot or characters. Yeah, it's been 10 minutes, someone's got to pull a titty out. I, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is you're supposed to be tonsil deep with a young consenting adult while you're watching it. But I like, would never. <laughs> it's, I respect them far too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, are these guys bothering you? If anyone's, okay, anyway. Uh, going to jump around. Just walking up, tapping on everyone's window. Hey, <laughs> this guy bothered. No, no. Okay. Hey, if you need me, I'll be. I'll be right over here. Okay. <laughs> Just I'll honk your horn. You I will protect you. <laughs> Just beep the horn. Okay. Uh, jumping around a little bit over here. Um, two ones that I rewatched in theaters because they have movie parties for them. My sister had never seen the original Ghostbusters. So, no, not the all-female ones. The good one? Yeah. (laughs) We went to watch the original one, and uh, I kind of wanted to mansplain to her how big of a deal Ghostbusters was when it came out, because they were like the cartoons, and like the sequel, and the video game, and the toys, and and all this other stuff. But she's like, I kind of realized how big of a deal it was, because they brought the car from the movie and parked it outside the theater. (laughs) And it's in beautiful condition. It was actually really cool to see. So we get in there, and uh, I'm like, yeah, this movie's really, really good. I'm, I'm actually pretty excited. And she liked it. She was actually laughing so hard that she couldn't breathe during a, a lot of parts. And, we're, you know, it's really fun. But here's where my Jerk of the Week comes in. Uh, our youngest Jerk of the Week, as far as I can tell, because Beauregard Burger hasn't been a Jerk of the Week, uh, <laughs> there's this kid next to her, maybe like 11 years old, and I don't know how you get bored during fucking Ghostbusters, but this kid was very easy, actually. Yeah, you are the dumbest person alive. <laughs> so he's Present. Like, he's like fucking sliding all over the place and like falling on the floor and spilling his drink and shit like that. And his mom was somehow even worse. First of all, control your kid. Like, just grab him by the scalp. Like, my father would have. But like, also, she's quoting the lines. And I understand during a movie party, they give you a little bit of leeway. You can quote along and sing along or whatever. But... If you're going to quote with the movie, you should have, like, the timing down. Say it when they say it, not, like, a half second before or a half second after. Also, if you're going to say it, maybe a little bit of passion in there. How about you just let Bill Murray, a professional comedian and professional actor, say the lines? It's a little bit better that way. Bill Murray, known for his enthusiasm and passion. (laughs) He's way better in this movie than he is in probably any of his other movies. This is, it's just a perfect movie as far as i'm concerned it's a movie chris, that uh, baby, chris, chris you know if you didn't want to deal with other people you could have just watched this at home right you know what that's the thing is it's not about seeing it like and all that other stuff i like watching it with other people i don't like it when people are being irritating during it you know so then also i kind of want to see it on the big screen that's kind of a big deal which leads into my next one i took the female alex uh to see army of darkness at the alamo draft house <clears throat> Which, uh, you guys know, is one of my favorite movies of all time, if not my favorite movie of all time. And I've never seen it on the big screen, so this is a big deal for me. But it's kind of worried because this is also a movie party. And you know how Evil Dead fans can get. This movie's really, really quotable. Who doesn't love horror convention nerds? <laughs> yeah, so I was... Uh... They smell so good. Pretty regular. Don't just talk in movie quotes. Stop little... looking at me. <laughs> I was a little apprehensive. I'll be like... I really hope this movie isn't ruined for her because she had never seen Army of Darkness before tonight. I'm like, oh, I really hope this isn't ruined. It wasn't the quotes that ruined the movie for her, although she enjoyed it. She had a good time, but this would not have been a very pleasant viewing experience for my father because they did, in fact, give out props. They gave out a foam chainsaw and have like a foam finger they were sporting. That's fine. I already have one of those. I got it at Evil Dead too. They also gave out cap guns. The idea is, what do you see? Someone shoot a gun. 
Then you, when you shoot the gun, and when the guy shoots the gun on screen, you shoot your cap gun. Hey, man, that won't sucks. That, won't that be fun? Oh, God. <laughs> See, that's the thing is I've been to movie parties with the cap guns before, and usually people are pretty judicious with it. They'll do it during, like, Big Trouble in Little China. It's, it's, it's good because there's not a lot of gunshots in there. It's a little bit special when they do it. They did it during the Dark Knight for some reason. I don't know why. But it's... This one, you know, I, I'm like, oh, well, I, I guess I can see why. Here's the thing. Would you get a bunch of horror convention nerds into one room, specifically Evil Dead fans, and they see a little toy in front of them? They want to shoot it off during the entire fucking movie. I feel attacked. <laughs> I, it was the most... But also I would. <laughs> it was the most acid, I think. Although it did lead to one of the funniest parts of the movie is... Um, <laughs> it was uh, after it's like the lowest point of the movie you know like oh the army of the dead is invading us and ash gives a really impassioned speech telling them they have to fight for their lives now who's with me and there's a little bit of silence and just here bang <laughs> just one <laughs> single solitary bang here however is my hot take about army of darkness i'm not sure that this movie exists um it's kind of like oh. schrodinger's movie uh and here's my theory uh, Parker, Ted Raimi plays three different roles in this movie, and not one of those characters gets killed. Nah, you yeah, must see the just, wrong cut. Just turned your brain into uh, fucking mush over there. I don't know what kind of pirated <laughs> film you were watching. You should contact the distributor. Yep, that's exactly what I thought. There's no way to explain it away. Uh, I also watched Ghost Watch. Uh, Parker assigned it to me. Uh, he paid pause. the price. Uh, Boy, did I. <laughs> sure hope it was worth it. I say out loud knowing it wasn't. Uh, Ghost Watch is alright. I wasn't really paying attention because I was playing Medieval. Uh, Thanks, man. No, I can't. Ghost Watch. A little black vial. <laughs> Ghost Watch is a British movie. Uh, it's not really found footage. It's more like live footage of a haunted house. Another one of these fucking movies. Uh, and you could tell that it was, in fact, partially the inspiration for... Uh, Blair Witch Project and I can see the appeal um, I think it's I think it's more useful as like a historic sort of movie it's like you see where this sort of thing started and it's like oh it starts here people could develop the idea a little bit more as it goes on uh, apparently this really fooled a lot of people when it aired it's sort of like a war of the world sort of thing which is kind of unfortunate people are real dumb huh they got British people thousands Americans are smart thousands of complaints <laughs> Because uh, this movie is not very scary, um, sorry to oh, say, no. but it's, I mean, people are working hard on this. They, they really are working hard, but I think one of the problems is the acting is, it's not necessarily bad, but it's not really where it's supposed to be, you know? Like, people read the script and they got the idea, it was like, oh, we're going to do it like this. They didn't quite do the right thing here. Like, some of the actors are trying a little too hard. Oh, I don't know who that guy on the street is who's trying to tell jokes, but like, I don't know, pretend you work for a local news station. That's, like, the fun of it, you know? And it just doesn't do that. There's that guy who talks like William F. Buckley. I don't know what his deal was. Because the ghosts start invading his little studio, right? He's just like, uh, uh, I believe uh, we should uh, turn off the uh, cameras. Like, what is this guy's deal? But I, I did kind of like uh, some things when that ghost voice comes out of that girl's mouth. That's interesting, you know? And I, I like the idea of this guy who's appearing subliminally named Pipes. That's that's a good idea, too. Um, again, overall, it's more like a movie I appreciate his existence. I'm glad I saw it. Thank you very much for reciting it for me. But uh, it's not one I'm probably going to rewatch anytime soon. 
Uh, it, I, you know, if, if I were to assign it any sort of value, this would be, like, a really creepy movie to, like, watch in an unfinished basement on, like, a really shitty CRT TV all by yourself. It's kind of like a movie like Begotten, except Begotten's born. Ex- except it's a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's basically how I feel about it. Now, uh, the last two are actually tied into the movie that we watched. If you go to Wikipedia, you'll notice that there are approximately 1,918 Halloween movies. And uh, I had to pick the ones I wanted to watch. I was like, oh, here's a good idea. I will watch all of the Halloween movies and that long-ass documentary and then watch Halloween Resurrection and then talk about it on the podcast. I do not have that kind of time, so I decided I'd look at the flowchart. The flowchart goes Halloween 1, then Halloween 2, then H20, then Halloween Resurrection. So I've already seen Halloween several times. I'm like, okay, I know that story back and front. I'll watch Halloween 2. Halloween 2 sucks dick. Uh, So then I watched Halloween H20, 20 years later. That movie (laughs) is really bad, too. I'm sorry. I, uh, I... that movie just doesn't work at all. How is Josh Hartnett the worst part of this movie? Um, uh, pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, as it turns out. Yeah, th- he still has this stupid haircut from the faculty. Uh, so fucking cool. Did he just like look like that for a long time, and I didn't? I just didn't realize it. I just assume like, so. Um, you know just that stupid ass bulk. I'll give I'll give credit where credit is due. Jamie Lee Curtis tries her best every single time, uh, even when she clearly does not want to be in the movie she's really doing a very good job and she does a very good job in h20 uh she seems like a real person and that's like the best thing you could say about an actor in any of these movies is she feels relatable you you want to go with her on her struggles, and you want her to survive you want her to come through in the end and you can't say that about ll cool j whose hat does not at all look like a shark's fin uh there there are several problems with this if i can circle back to uh, halloween 2 i think halloween 2 is one of my most hated uh like horror film sequels because there should have never been a sequel in the first place i'll give you halloween 3 mostly because it should have been like a spin-off movie or something like that but you know the first movie is fine on its own there's no sequels necessary in fact halloween 2 kind of spoils uh, my enjoyment of the new one that just came out because it's that's basically halloween 2 as well i I don't want another one of these. That movie is fine on its own. Uh, I have a hot take about Michael Myers that Halloween 2 kind of made me realize. I'll get into when we talk about Resurrection, but I, Halloween 2 is awful. H20, also awful. Uh, that one's almost embarrassing um, to watch. It's just every single time that uh, you know you go through that whole movie, you realize, boy, I could be doing anything right now. Instead, I'm doing this. Anyway, so much tough talk from the guy who has not seen the three worst movies. I well, you know, it's probably in my future somehow. Uh, oh, buddy, when we when I sign you six next year, your heart will not let you go. Well, I mean, you know, it's all you this is a continuous story with the same characters. I have to watch them all. You and then know also who and what I am. <laughs> Correct, because I did the same thing last yeah. year. Alex, what did you watch? All right, only got a few here. Um, where do I want to start? All right, let's start with Wayne's World. Okay. So, I'm not going to troll you and be like, oh, I didn't like it or anything like that. Like, that was way more enjoyable than I expected it to be. I was a little worried. Um, I mean, yeah, you you understandably worried, considering, like, 60% of it is, like, songs and 90s pop culture references. Yeah. Like, 
It's understandable that you'd be worried about me enjoying that. But it does have a certain charm to it, and I have to say that, like, despite the fact that, like, if I asked my dad if he'd seen this movie, I'm pretty sure he'd say, I don't know, because that's how he is about all movies. There are, like, <laughs> at least eight things in this movie that I can just, like, I've heard my dad quote about a million times. So, <laughs> like, it, it, it ended up, despite me not having seen this movie until now, it ended up being pretty nostalgic for me in ways that I wasn't expecting. So that was cool. Yeah. So... So I was I was happy with that. Thank you for that one. Like I I am now I am glad that I've seen that. It's not like it was some badge of honor to have not seen that. Right. So yeah. like um, I'm glad we got there. Let's talk about my other assignment from that. <laughs> <Yeah. Parker. laughs> I know you have been dying to talk about Cherry Falls for two weeks now. I want to hear you talk about the end of this movie so badly. <laughs> Look now, going in based on the description. I knew there were a lot of possible genres that this movie could be. I knew there were a lot of directions it could go, because I really did go into this pretty blind. I did not expect it to be all of the genres. <laughs> it is so much movie. It is so many different things at once. Like, the fact that it's played straight for like a solid 25 minutes, and then the kid orgy is announced, what? and they start a riot. Parker, is this on the list? Like, well, you see, Chris, um, there's a serial killer in the town that's killing virgins. So the kids decide, well, if we all just bang each other, they won't kill us. Okay, so Correct. it's on the list. Okay, I'll be watching next week. <laughs> like, so good. The, and, like, it's a situation where, like, they have, like, a parents-only meeting, which is also incredible because there is a fight at the parents-only meeting because one of the guys calls the other guy's daughter a whore. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, guy, the guy's like what did you say about my daughter he's like oh, relax man i was just joking around like ah yes you're known you're known a whore of a daughter in this town it's <laughs> just one of the funnies <laughs> but like the the fact that like they're like well all of our par all of our kids should be having sex and all of the parents in the movie are like well, yeah okay that sounds fine yeah like oh you mean my kid's not gonna die yeah, all right when the fucking, when the fucking cop dad goes up to Brittany Murphy's room to ask her if she's had sex and she says no, and he's like, "Well, can you?" <laughs> like, I like, I thought it was gonna be a little bit weird and not like, fifteen minutes of a teen movie, and then fifteen minutes of, oh, well, actually, my dad participated in this gang rape. And then 15 minutes of Jay Moore doing whatever the fuck that was. He is doing so much at the end of this movie. Oh my god, dude. Jay Moore made a series of decisions and saw them through to their completion. I, like... I, I can't say that I knew who the killer was going to be revealed to be. <laughs> I would hope when, not. But when it went from that reveal... So just two minutes later, him just screaming and slashing his way <laughs> through the fucking teenager orgy. Like. <laughs> that is a movie that there are at least 18 different points. Someone should have been like, wait a second, what are we doing here? No, 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 we can't. No, shut it down. <laughs> I cannot fucking believe that movie is real. Like. None of the characterizations of fucking anybody, like, stick from genre hop to genre hop. <laughs> like, it is just completely fucking baffling that that movie exists. And I'm so happy that I fucking watched <laughs> it. so fucking cool. 
the fact that that movie is 12 different genres and like 85 minutes. Like, alright, if you're gonna do something this ridiculously stupid, at least keep it short for me. You're like, okay, I know where this is going. Oh, hang on. Oh, now we're this now. Okay, let's do this. I'm sorry, Jay Moore's doing what? And then the credits roll, and it feels like you were there for 15 minutes. <laughs> I there were there were at least twice during the movie where I just paused it and walked around because I was just like, man, am I just really high right now? Like, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, do I need to chill out? <laughs> what's going on here? <sighs> Strong recommend all around. That is. That is a movie that I wish I had watched with other people so I could see the looks of their faces. And will be doing yeah. in the in the very near future. Because the, how can I not? The best thing about that movie is, like, no one on the planet has seen it besides sweaty horror nerds. So every person you interact with will be like, hey, you want to watch a movie? Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to show it to some people. I don't know about oh, you. Oh, yeah. That is that is going to be in my near future. I, I I'll enjoy showing that. To people in the same way that I enjoy showing cruel intentions to people, but like times 100. <laughs> yeah, like when you showed it to Chris, he liked it. Oh yeah, big fan. <laughs> Dude, Cherry Falls is probably an episode, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I'm s- <laughs> this time next year, expect to hear about it again, yeah. folks. I, I, 100%. Let some time pass by, forget a couple things. What a good movie. <laughs> Alright, just a couple more to get to here. Um, I watched a movie that I'm not going to talk about called The Seven. It is a movie that came out in 2019, and the reason I'm not going to talk about it is because Parker will be watching it and reporting back next week. Because this is one of the most Parker movies I've seen in a while. Thank you. I know exactly what that means. (laughs) It's just got big stupid energy. It's not good, but it's trying to do a lot of things, and... You'll appreciate it, buddy. I'm so excited. (laughs) And by appreciate it, you'll be unbelievably confused, and then more confused, and then a level of confusion beyond that, and then it's over in 80 minutes, you'll be like, ah! I have a feeling in 10 minutes in the movie, I will understand exactly why he's recommended it. It won't even take that long. Oh, fuck yes. (laughs) At least you've actually seen this one. Thanks again. I remembered Ouija House earlier today and got so fucking mad while driving. (laughs) They tear on the wallpaper and the whole house is a Ouija board. God <laughs> damn it. There, you'll be happy to know that there is absolutely an Ouija board scene in this movie. <gasps> oh, good. All right, look, I'll just, I'll just reveal this part because it's real funny. One of their friends gets killed off screen and, like, you don't know it. And, like, the rest of them are all together. Like, hey, guys, we found an Ouija board. Let's use it. And they're just already being haunted by their dead friend's ghost. <laughs> It's like, it's like, when did you die? It's pointed at two. What? 200 years ago? Two years ago? And they just keep getting smarter, short, shorter and shorter in time, and they go, well, two minutes? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's... It's real good. Like, like, let me let me be clear. Nobody else that's listening to this right now should watch this movie, probably. But, Parker, you should watch this movie. I'm in. I know my role. That's fine. All right, so the last thing I want to talk about here, which is something I'm not done yet, but I'm really into at this point. Um, as you guys probably know, I have an affinity for, like, those, like, you know, like, BBC miniseries type things that are just, like, you know, whether it's some procedural or, like, some, like, uh, like period piece. Like, The Night Manager with Tom Hiddleston is something that I really like. I really enjoyed Bodyguard. I talked about it earlier this year. So I watched one of those that AMC ran 
uh, last year, I believe, called The Little Drummer Girl, which, if you're not familiar with it, uh, your main characters are Michael Shannon, Alexander Skarsgård, and the girl from Midsummer, and it's directed by Park Chan-wook. Okay. So, oh. Okay. Hold on. Is, Hold on a second here. Yeah. It is... How does this exist? Very, no very, very good. Oh, like, I mean, I expected that with Park Chan-wook. L- I mean, it's Park Chan-wook in English, which, like, makes the whole thing off-puttingly slow for something in English. But also, like, when you know whose hands you're in, you're like, oh, oh, no, this is fine. I'm not worried about this at all. Like, some of the shots in that show are just, like, Jesus. And I'm not even halfway done. So, I'm... It's only, like, six or seven episodes. But, uh... It's it's a two thumbs up already. Like I I don't know how it's going to end. I don't know if there's going to be some letdown waiting for me. But like all of the building action has been fucking fantastic. And if that kind of miniseries is up your alley, you should absolutely watch this. How does and this? I, no one told me. I dude, you just this is. I'm so angry. This is why I love just poking around IMDb <laughs> and finding things. Going ooh, what's this? Like, this is actually something I had heard about before it came out and just forgotten about. So I was real happy to stumble upon that and watch a bunch of it on the plane. All right, Parker, what do you got for us? <sighs> Where to start? <laughs> hey, Chris. Yeah. Wanted to thank you again. Repo the Genetic Opera, a movie that you gave me as a gift because we're friends. <laughs> The most agonizing 90 minutes. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. I've watched a lot for this podcast. We're 100 plus episodes in. Y'all assigned me some doozies last year. This movie is the poster child for... I don't know who this is for, but it is a thousand percent not for me. <laughs> like, this movie exists in a fucking parallel universe. There's not an ounce of it that is made for me to enjoy. <laughs> and the most baffling thing that I told you angrily over text is how you and I both know the one song from that movie. And now that I've seen the whole movie, that is the only song that is memorable. <laughs> so I gained nothing from this experience but parker how many songs are in this movie i know you don't like approximately 78 it felt like (laughs) every i mean it's full musical like every line of dialogue is sung and boy this might surprise you but a goth opera is quite poor rhythm (laughs) like almost every single verse sounds like it either ends too early or two words too late it has like, it, it would be the equivalent of, like, a fucking sketch comedy thing about a white guy who's trying to freestyle and just keeps fucking up the flow and cramming words in. But that's just how they deliver exposition. Agonizing. It's the only Man. word. Hearing Bill Mosley, <laughs> I was going to say sing, yell loudly, <laughs> accompanied to music is, uh, it ain't it, chief, as the youth say. Fucking terrible. And then that song was in my head for... See, I watched this Sunday night. Uh, Yeah, for about uh, 72 hours now. Just playing on loop. (laughs) Super appreciate it, man. So did you like it? Yeah! (laughs) I like that the only song that, like, has any sort of earwormness, like, that will actually stay in your head, was a song I heard, like, three years ago. (laughs) It's like, oh, cool. I got nothing out of this. Again. Don't. If you like this movie, you probably smell. 
Yeah. Good news, Chris. There's a spiritual sequel. <laughs> Hope you pick some good teams this year. I was hoping for this. Oh, man. Uh, I'll be holding on to that for a while, because <laughs> just fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, by the way, for anyone who's listening is not already in the know... We weren't joking. There are 56 songs in it's this musical so, in a 90-minute so movie. <laughs> it, oh, my God. Like, I feel bad, like, giving it, like, one star. Because, like, whatever it's trying to be, it, it goes for it. Like, you like, know, it's like, just, the cameraman worked hard and the lighting guy. It's just so light years beyond anything I would ever want to see. It's like, like when I get roped into watching, like, some fucking kids movie I don't want to watch is like I'm not going to give it one star this isn't made for me I'm a 30 year old man child like it's, this movie's not meant for me it's fine the 20 people that movie's for I hope they love it I hope they fucking sing the songs and hope they stay whatever. far away from me <laughs> I don't ever want to be in a room with them that's like I mean that's my thing about it is I think it's fair to give this a one star review which is what I did uh, because I think that when you assign these ratings online, which are arbitrary as it is, I think it should reflect how much you enjoyed it, you personally. And I, I think I it's cannot fair. give negative stars, Chris. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that you don't like this movie very much. If it had been ninety-one minutes, I would have split it up into like multiple days. It barely crossed that threshold of, well, I'll get through this now, so I don't have to think about it. Because I knew I had to watch it Sunday night because if I knew if I pushed it to the next day and I got home from work and had to watch it, I just wasn't going to watch it. <laughs> Thanks. Again. <laughs> Fuck. That just put me in a real downer mood. I'm sorry. Okay. That's <laughs> alright. So, I watched Phantasm, which is one of like the only horror franchises I've never seen an entry in. What's it called? Like I've seen at least Phantasm. Phantasm, okay. That our good friend, the female Alex, was talking about. I'm a big sweaty horror nerd, as we all know. I've seen at least one of like every possible franchise. Except this one. Somehow has eluded me for my whole fucking life. I've seen a pumpkin head, but I've never seen this. So I sat down and watched it. One of the fucking weirdest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Very surreal, dreamy. Very clearly made for no money and just a like almost like Evil Dead. Like this guy had an idea, like look, I've got a couple hundred thousand dollars. We're gonna film on weekends and we're gonna figure this thing out. And it makes no fucking sense, and that's kind of why it works. Mm -hmm. Like it's a small town because the movie's made for no money, so it has to be a small town. People start dying in mysterious ways. And this kid, you know, his parents are dead, of course, and his older brother's cool. Like, hey, let's go investigate. And there's the tall man who's just this tall, lanky old motherfucker who's the town mortician, but he might be evil or an alien or have magic or something we don't know. And there's these giant flying silver balls that kill people. And then he takes these corpses and turns them into these little slaves that are like little Jawa-looking things. And then they recruit the local ice cream man to help out. And then the tall man like turns into a hot lady and fucks dudes, but then in the middle of fucking them, just murders them. Oh, it's same. Makes no goddamn sense whatsoever. I cannot wait to watch the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel, like 
just reading and seeing like, oh yeah, it costs 300 grand and they filmed on weekends for a year. And then it took like another eight months to edit it and make it make any sense whatsoever. And so much shit got cut out. That's half the reason it's like this weird dreamlike thing. Just because it's like, oh, we don't need that character beat. Ah, fuck that. No one cares about that. So it's just like a tight 90 minutes of that. Does that make sense? Is that a dream? Fuck you. You figure it out. Very weird. I'm ha- I don't know why it took so long to watch it, but I'm about to go down a fucking rabbit hole with these. Because, <laughs> of course, there's five of them somehow. Great. I'm sure now, the other ones make much more sense, right? Yeah, that's usually how it goes. If there's one thing you want, it's to have multiple sequels that get deep into the backstory. I want to know all about these spooky characters. Speaking of the Halloween franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I made a decision I watched two movies back to back both of which are Italian horror movies called Demons and Demons 2 <laughs> let me tell you about these wonderful movies they both have the exact same premise a lot of people in insert enclosed space demons start appearing like 10 minutes in and then the remaining 80 minutes is just nonstop chaos and like prosthetic blood and gore that's both movies. Strong recommend. Sounds like it. The first one's just at a movie theater, and a woman gets possessed, and then as they eat people, more people get possessed, and it's just nonstop people being violently murdered, and then since it's Italian, everyone's dubbed over, there's gooey bits everywhere. Just, it's what you want. When you're when you're vibing it, you're having a great time. If you watch it at 11 in the morning, maybe not so much. <laughs> but when you work a 10 hour day and come home and you eat a big old bowl of chili like your boy did and then watch a bunch of people badly dubbed over scream as demons like rip heads off it's it's what you want honestly so I'd never seen Ringu and decided to fix that really oh. hot take I like the American version better does that make me racist no I I, I haven't seen the American version. Wait, I don't know. Have I seen? I don't remember. I probably did in college. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, I find it hard to believe you missed that one, but you know. So, uh, did you like anything about the Japanese version? I didn't expect it to be so similar. I didn't realize the American version was like such a not like shot for shot by any means, but like very stays very true to the original story. Mm-hmm. I like it. Like I didn't dislike it. I like them both. I just the American version has Brian Cox and also a horse jumping off a boat. <laughs> it's it's kind of an atmosphere sort of movie. I think there's a lot of uh, Ringu that works. I th- oh yeah. I think I think my biggest problem with it is the climax doesn't scare me at all. Yeah, uh, the climax in the American version I think is way better. Yeah. But also that came out in, like 2003 or four, so I saw that as like a 13 year old. Oh, perfect. And that time. imprinted on me deeply. That jump scare in the ring hurt my soul. <laughs> it is a moment I will never forget. But yeah, I, it was really good. Like, I still liked it, but I good. think I liked the American yeah. one better. So, either, either of you seen Near Dark? No. No, I haven't. Well, you're about to. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, Catherine Bigelow, friend of the show, point break, queen. European Can wrong. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's her second movie second movie she ever directed so it's the story that follows a young man in a small midwestern town who becomes involved with a family of nomadic vampires now you may I be mean, asking yourself hey man 
who's the leader of this vampire cabal? And I look at you and say, oh, my sweet child, it's Lance Henriksen. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the other vampires who has a critical role in the movie is early 90s Bill Paxton. It is so fucking good. I don't know how I've avoided this movie my whole life. Might be the best thing I saw all week. It's so fucking good. I I don't want to say much about it. Because there's not really a ton to spoil, but like... There's a scene like 40 minutes in where they go into a bar and just take over it. And Bill Paxton gives one of the most like... Oh no, I'm taking over this movie now performances. Where you see it and you're like, well I'm going to remember that forever. It's so fucking good. I don't know how I've gone my whole life without knowing... It's a fucking Lance Henriksen vampire movie. I've been I've digested his whole Bigfoot catalog. Correct. <laughs> so I had to look <laughs> elsewhere. But yeah, that's a strong fucking recommend. I had a great time with that. I had a really good week for once. I didn't watch nearly as much garbage <laughs> except for genetic <laughs> opera. People don't forget. Oh, oh, I bet I won't ever. <laughs> what does Cedric right. come in? A little black vial. A little black vial? A little black vial. <laughs> fucking be a real shame if Alex were to lose a game of games and I were to sign repo to him. It you would know. be a real shame if I were busy that week already. Right. <laughs> oh, wait, that's an option? <laughs> you guys are going to Okay. <laughs> Try being an expendable cast member, dude. <laughs> Buddy, I've spent my entire life being expendable. I'm an emotional boyfriend. Oh, okay. Uh, let's <laughs> let's talk about Halloween Resurrection. Rip my shirt off like Alex Jones yeah. here. This is this is in fact the movie that puts erection into resurrection. How dare you? Yeah. So we get I quit. absolutely <laughs> asinine intro with Jamie Lee Curtis, who I just want to make it clear. She did not want to be in this movie. The only reason she was in it, she's like, well, maybe this will be a chance to, like, kill off... Sign a better contract, Yeah, Yeah, just maybe, like, (laughs) kill off Michael for for finals this time. Yeah, worked so great the last time, didn't it? And, you know, maybe it's kind of like a little thank you to the fans. Like, thank you guys for supporting me. Look, I'll even show up in this movie for five minutes. Uh, It's a strong move to be like, oh, you're going to keep making him? Yeah, just fucking slit my throat five minutes in. I'm out. (laughs) Get me out. She is looking for the taxi out of here faster than uh, who was a Bond guy in, in uh, <laughs> Charles Lacey. Lacey. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically except she's getting a real performance again. Credit to Jamie Lee Curtis; she's giving way too good of a performance for this movie. No one else is trying as hard as you are, man. Uh, go back to the Activia commercials. That's where your talent belongs. <laughs> uh, How dare you? Yeah, I, no, I like her. I really do like her. Unfortunately, <laughs> the the uh, producers lied about her. They lied and they said that the reason she signed on is because she read the script and it was so good she just had to be in it. A word? Yeah, that's fucking wild. She just wanted to be in it so bad so she could die. <laughs> this is like somehow worse than a whole lot of the... Uh, Friday the Thirteenth movies that I've seen, not all of them. Oh God, not all of them. But uh, yeah, it's, it's bad. when you start getting out of the nitty gritty of which one you'd rather watch. That's when you know you're in dark water. So you guys have seen H twenty. I don't know if uh, the audience has seen H twenty, but the way that H twenty ends is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis kills Michael Myers. She swings uh, a shovel or an axe or something, and she lops off his head, and that's like 
wow, they actually killed Michael Myers. That is a big deal. In this movie, they retcon it in the first 30 seconds. It's an, it's an easy mistake to make. Yeah, I mean, I mean, one of fix it. the most insulting retcons <laughs> I've ever seen. It is perhaps the most laughably idiotic retcon I've ever heard. It's like, yeah, it was just a different guy the entire time. Hey, little piggy, <laughs> see you in your seat there. Looks like you already bought your ticket. That popcorn good? Guess what, dumb fuck? <laughs> she killed the wrong person. And you learn all of the this. best of us. I mean, with two nurses just standing there explaining to you. Yeah. <laughs> when, that, when that nurse says, hey, oh my God, he killed the wrong person. I said it at the exact same time that she did. So garbage brains think alike. Uh, was the inflection just a tad different? Let's be fair. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so here's the thing is, I, I think I'm kind of on the producer's side with that retcon because there's no way that you can make a Halloween movie without Michael Myers and have it be any good. So, anyway, correct. <laughs> so there's this, uh, there's an insane asylum that she's housed in. She's kind of doing like the Linda Hamilton thing from Terminator Two. Hey, you guys, see T Two. Yeah. <laughs> hey, cool. So did we. Yeah. So she... you bought your ticket. Oink, oink. She's also wearing a really stupid wig in this. I don't know why. Oh my god. Uh, Which is worse, this wig or the one from Halloween Two? <laughs> this one actually <laughs> this one the, the one in Halloween 2 I didn't know it was awake until afterwards I thought it was fine they put this shit on her head and they're like yeah you'll you'll pay to see yeah. it fuck you <laughs> you're already here that's another movie well, where she just looks confused as to why she's in it she's like I just got off the set of the fog like what am I doing here <laughs> alright sit here catatonic oh, Oh, yeah, the good one. You saw yeah, that, right? Yeah, of course. Anyway, uh, so we have uh, our first cameo here, uh, Parker Clare, as one of the Insane <laughs> Asylum members who wears a Why clown mask. Why did you take my note word for word? <laughs> Just going I around. felt so seen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I have a cameo at some point. Uh, so uh, he's obsessed with serial killers. He can quote all the stuff about serial killers. For all you, like, nerds out there who know everything about Jeffrey Dahmer and everything, this is you. This, Parker, hey, you, you look great, actually. Um, I could see I'm you've thriving. been taking some acting classes and, uh, you know, it's paying off. And, uh, you know, I mean. Exploring my range. Yeah. You know, I could tell your coach has been giving you some good advice, like, to go for it. And, uh Anyway, <laughs> uh, he's in this for some idiotic reason, and he's just kind of stalking around. And we'll get back to him though, because there's something that just feels unexplored there. Anyway, uh, Michael Myers is just walking around because, again, he's not dead; he's still here. And uh, it's kind of stupid because he he goes down to the basement, right? And he kills a guy, he kills one of the guards, he cuts off his head, and puts the head in the uh, dryer. You might ask why he does that. Uh, to which I'd answer, well, he's going to use his distraction to kill the other guy. Here's a better question. Why do they use slow motion when he looks at the, uh, at the dryer? <laughs> this medicine, dude. Can so you imagine fucking... if you were that dryer? <laughs> they use so much slow motion in this movie, and I don't know why. There's more slow motion in this than there is in 300. One of your favorite movies. Yes, one of my favorite movies. I, I'm not ashamed of liking 300. I think that's a very well-made movie. But uh, anyway, he kills the uh, security guard. He kills him the same way he kills everyone, with a big, stupid knife. Here's my hot take. Michael Myers isn't scary. You know, you know what? He never really has been. In the first movie, is more like the idea. He's called the shape for a reason, because he looks. he's a silhouette. And it's that creepy idea that this guy could be anywhere. In all the other movies, he just kills people with a knife, and who cares? Man, you really did watch two, huh? Yeah. 
I mean, you compare every movie with just Donald Pleasance talking about he's just this thing of pure evil that he's just been hoping to keep locked away versus Buster Rhymes yelling that he's a killer shark in baggy ass overalls. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> like, oh, sick. That's yeah, what we're doing now. Really, Just this being of pure evil that hell would not have him. Like, he's a killer shark. Like, <laughs> somehow point. he's... I mean, I'm fine with it. Like, somehow he's less scary than Jason Voorhees, who I've always maintained has never really been scary because he's immortal. Because it really turns the movies into less of a horror movie, more like a disaster movie. Like he's, no, you see, he can be killed. He just happened to break that paramedic's larynx so he couldn't talk. That way he couldn't warn Lori. Well, so that way when he put him in his mask and then he got his head cut off. I mean, he could have died. It's not immortal at all. You're cheating. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, he's he's actually he's just like one of us. That's what makes it so scary is that darkness is within all of us. And you can see that when he just fucking slams his head through Lori Strode's door like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> Andy Reid heard there was a buffet next door and bam, right through it. Uh, <laughs> All those slow-mos were him taking time exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Laurie Strode hits him with a lamp uh, and uh, he, he gets hurt. So It's not a very interesting fight. Anyway, she they fight a little bit and uh, she runs up to the roof and she hides and she she catches him in a, like, a little trap like Yogi Bear would do. And uh, <laughs> this is uh, kind of one of the interesting scenes because I'm like, okay, I have a feeling she's going to like get fucked up here. And she goes up and she's like, oh, I'm going to kill you now. I was like, the, the real tech is to just kind of leave him hanging there. All the blood would rush to his head and he'd eventually die. And it's uh, science and physics and stuff. Anyway, she gets... She gets faked out because of the last movie. She's like, oh, wait, I screwed up last time. Let me check and reach my hand out here. He grabs her, pulls her over, and makes her stab herself in the back. And I'm not saying he stabs her, because, again, he grabs her wrist that forces the knife into her back. You can see it plain as day on the HD version. That's actually what happens. That's the silliest thing in the world. And then it gets sillier. She kisses him and says, see you in hell. And then drops to the ground like a fucking crucifix. And I was laughing so hard. I was like, this is why Parker assigned this movie. (laughs) It sucks so fucking bad. Hey, here's everyone's favorite final girl. Here's the most embarrassing, stupid fucking death you could write. Enjoy the rest of the movie. One of the things that Alex was asking me is she said... Why does uh, why does Michael Myers want to kill her? And I said it isn't really. You skipped all the lore movies, yeah. so no, I, like I, I, I told, the wrong person. I, I told her it's like oh, there really is no reason, and that's what makes him scary. Is you can never really get inside his head. He's just he's just pure evil, and that's kind of the thing. Also, they're brother and sister now. No reason they just decided to do that. Like, don't worry. Even about John it. Carpenter hates Halloween too. He like reading the reports is a yeah. That was just me drinking and sitting at a typewriter going. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> you say even John Carpenter as if John Carpenter doesn't hate everything. Oh, he likes something. He likes NBA. I love him so he, much. He Come likes on. the NBA games. <laughs> John Carpenter not wanting to direct movies because it would cut into him sleeping in and playing two Ks. <laughs> Such a powerful vibe. He really. Is. I gotta wake up at what time? <laughs> no, nah, I'll, I'll do your sco- I'll do your soundtrack. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, say, da, 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 da. yeah, yeah. Go ahead and use that. Uh, so again, for an actress who clearly doesn't want to be in this movie, she gives a decent performance, and she gets out in enough time to uh, go to the concierge, get uh, a nice baked pretzel <laughs> with two cases. Thank you very much. So it cuts to uh, the college. I believe that's called dose cases, yes. but 
<laughs> anyway, uh, she, we, everyone's favorite character. Like literally, no one wants that yeah, death to happen I, except Jamie Lee that's, Curtis. That's kind of where I was going with that is like that's rule number two in Halloween. One, you don't explain why uh, Michael Myers wants to kill them, and two, you don't kill off Jamie Lee Curtis. Come on, she's clearly. Yeah, get me the fuck out of these. Yeah. Oh, my contract says what? Oh, cool, you killed me on camera. That's yeah. weird. Well, act- bye. Activia, great for your digestion. <laughs> so they go to their college. I, I don't know where they're going to college. It's not important. And this is one of the most useless scenes in the movie. It's just this guy talking about the collective unconscious and the dark and the darkness of man. And Sarah's in the back of there. I'm like, does she have the darkness within her? Is she like also like is she like the daughter of Michael Myers? Like, what are we doing here? Man, it sure sounds like you watched four, five, and six. <laughs> oh my god, don't tell me he has kids. No, whatever. I don't want it to be spoiled. I'm sure it's really good. Anyway, Sarah's our final girl. We can tell because she's the first one who's introduced. Uh, then a, she has special powers uh, and special like roles and responsibilities that other people don't have. For example, she's allowed she's allowed to ride her moped on the walkway and people are, like trying to get out of her way. I don't know what the fucking deal is. It's, it's I think it's this a dope special power. Yeah, I think it's like the same sort of vehicle that Charlie Sheen drove in. Uh, what was that movie we went to? Wraith. <laughs> Yeah. Just run around. We should watch nah, the rain nah, again. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> and her friend, the blonde, what was her name? I don't remember. I think it was Jade. I thought she was Brittany Murphy for about 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with she you. She is also in this movie. And she's just kind of weird in this. She's making these bizarre faces. She's like, oh, I guess I am distracted. And she makes this bizarre face. I'm like, what in the world? And then Alex made the same face. Uh, they meet their friend, Rudy. He's a chef. Uh, he's a chef because he, is he? he cooks food uh, He also prepares food He serves food He eats food He studies food uh, He is a chef uh, Just My man has food autism yeah, There is not a scene where he does not discuss food or cooking in some way Ordinarily this is like Look, it's movie bullshit But every, every movie's gotta have a fat kid He gives it to the fat kid He's like, oh, donuts oh, No, it hungry. was me in the first scene yeah, That was you yeah. <laughs> Like to jump ahead real quick, like when they get in the house, they go into the Myers house where all these murders happen. He's like, "Oh wow, this food's fresh." <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Smell this cool oregano, character. bro. He's so fucking. The cool. first thing, the first thing I thought was just like when he says, "Hey, there must still be a kitchen in one of these houses," and I'm like, "No kidding, a kitchen in the house." <laughs> That's my personality. <laughs> Goodbye, movie. Oh boy. Anyway, um. This is kind of when he's just chopping vegetables as he talks to them about, hey, we could possibly go viral on this reality TV show. I can't imagine like being one of these people in 2002 walking into a theater and be like, oh, let's see a scary movie, another Halloween movie. This is not a scary movie in the slightest. There's not a single scene in here that's even remotely creepy or scary or frightening or anything. And the, part of it is just I'm like an this. adult. This movie's for babies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not scared. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my question about this movie. This is absolutely not written as a Halloween movie, right? Because uh, I think it has you take to Michael be. Myers out of this movie, nothing is different. It's just people walking around a house with. VR shit. Well, okay, yeah, so, but there, there's like, what's the draw if it doesn't have some sort of name attached to I'm, this movie? Like, oh, it's random serial killer stuff. So like, I, I don't feel think like it works. I feel like they found a spec script and just did a Hellraiser sequel of like, oh, well, let's change this well, here, put this here, add well, this, Parker, and voila. Well, Parker, here's an idea. Like, maybe they could do something kind of like uh, 
like Ghostwatch, you know? And they could change it around and make it like it's an actual broadcast sort of thing, really feel put... Uh, fool people into it but to make it more realistic they could use the name of a real serial killer like um help me out here you would know this uh i'm gonna i'm gonna come on clown boy you can say something no <laughs> okay i won't dance for you <laughs> damn anyway uh our trio decides that hey we can be on this stupid show called Dangertainment. Uh, run by I God! Can we is... change our podcast to Danger Team? <laughs> that <laughs> the looks, fucking that, greatest. That name. is our production company. So yes, look. If this were a real thing, I would have seen every episode <laughs> and also probably been on it. I mean, yeah. Like yeah. I wrote down word for word. Like I've never related more with a movie character than a guy showing up to a Halloween party, being like, "Oh, cool," and then just sneaking off to a room to watch a live feed of people in a haunted house. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I would be. We would have the number one Daytertainment fan okay, cast. So now we move on to my cameo. <laughs> you should know immediately who it is. Uh, they go up to, uh, I guess it's Sarah's dorm room or something. And oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it checks out. This place. <laughs> is me. It's also Tom Green uh, because they're talking about. Oh, let's go into the house. Oh, what kind of house is it? Oh, it's Michael Myers, and he like died and stuff like that. And some nameless character wanders into the room and he says don't go in there it's really fucked up that's where michael myers knifed his sister and she was sitting there all by herself and he had no qualms about doing it he looks at their underwear and i'm like don't sniff it don't sniff it don't sniff it and he hears me and he puts it down doesn't sniff their underwear it's just like and you'll never get out of there alive Ma! And she's like, get the fuck out of here. And this is a scene. She turns back there. And in every other 90s and early 2000s slasher movie, that's where she says, oh, Rick is such a dick. And then Rick comes back or something like that. He's our wacky friend, Rick. I can't believe I'm referencing the geeks on this. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> However, she says, uh, who knows where that one Instead, came she says, that guy is so weird. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean that guy just wandered into your door? We don't even know who like, that is. Is he a ghost? Is he real? I, I was one of the screens like, that's Michael Myers. <laughs> Dude just shows up and just does the fucking body snatcher scream at him and he's never seen again. <laughs> Are we sure he's real? Was <laughs> he in our heads? Anyway, uh, Sarah doesn't have time for this nonsense. She has to email her real friend, Deckard, uh, who... Can you imagine conversing by email with anyone? Just like, we're pen pals this way. Just use AIM. Everyone else uses AIM. It's okay to use AIM. What up? Been a while. School's hard. Signed Deckard. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> School's hard. So am I. Haha. Ha. Didn't mean to type that. Don't know how to delete. Oh, well. Send. Haha. <laughs> ha. My friend typed that as a joke. Are you there? I'm sorry. <laughs> Please respond. Please respond. <laughs> uh, we'll come back to Deckard and their correspondence. Her, I need six hundred dollars for textbooks. Me, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So this is actually gets to uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie, even though they kind of beef it here. This is where they all go to. I don't know if it's an audition, but it's like they're getting their cast together for this episode of Dangertainment, where they go into the haunted house. I really feel like the introducing the gimps who go into this sort of thing is kind of interesting because you get a diverse array of uh, personalities. But more than that, it kind of feels like, for a second, it almost feels like it's making fun of society at large because you have that weird, creepy guy who's talking about, you know, he's a legend. 
you know, he's the unattainable truth or something like that. And the one woman was just like, you know, he really represents the uh, socio-political bonds of our youth. And perhaps if he wasn't in the situation, he might not have committed those murders. It's like, yeah, if only we had socialism, he wouldn't have knifed all those people. And then Rudy is like, you know what? If he had more iron and zinc, he wouldn't have killed his sister. You know, Hitler, I like food. Hitler was a vegetarian. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Tara Basis just Early 2000s like, were like, hey, guys vegetarians am i right yeah. and then tara Banks is just kind of like looking at him he called adolf hitler a brother so anyway uh, here's what her adolf hitler <laughs> as you? i know him one of the good ones <laughs> i'm not gonna cut that anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine anyway it gets to our final girl sarah they're like so why do you want to be on this episode of danger tame and she's like well uh, i don't know why michael myers is going around killing people. it doesn't make sense to me and one of the lights falls and she doesn't scream she shrieks and it like billows out and like the place starts shaking the lights are going in and out and a glass breaks i'm like and i paused the movie i was like is she a witch are they trying to imply that <laughs> <Right>? she's psychic <laughs> That would be a sick choice. I was a thousand percent expecting that, and they never did that. It turns out that was supposed to convey the idea that she's nervous and scared easily, which is exactly why Busta Rhymes, who has one very long, very thin sideburn on one side of his face, and the other one doesn't. I don't know what the thing is there. It's a hip-hop thing. It's because you're not cool. I, I don't... Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a hip-hop Poser. thing. Jeez. Anyway, uh... I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. She's not psychic. Whatever. So we cut to uh, the best scene in the movie where Busta Rhymes is watching kung fu movies in his oh apartment God. while standing up. <laughs> Imagine standing up. Top like build Busta Rhymes, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, as, uh, Alex pointed it out. Yeah, so he's standing up while watching... <laughs> While watching these fucking movies, while it's kind of like how Lavelle Hawkins would watch uh, fucking Thundercats. Get him, Lionel! He's just... Except he's not calling them kung fu movies. He's calling them Chun-Li movies. <laughs> oh, you mean watching Watch Chun-Li whooping ass? Yeah. As he says 18 yeah. times? <laughs> and someone rings his doorbell, and it's just sort of waddles over god damn people distracted me from my Chun Li movie <laughs> four sentences of ADR dialogue about being mad that he's not watching watch Chun Li movies at the moment it's so cool so Sarah's here, oh Sarah why don't you get your ass over here man come on now get out of here and uh, she's like oh I don't know uh, who's I don't this? want to be here and uh, tells her to leave and, he's, and he obviously wants her to be on because she'll get scared they'll be good for entertainment Anyway, her friend earlier, the blonde, had and kind of insulted her outfit. She's like, don't you know we're going to be on camera? So they go out to a shopping place. This, th- th- there's a reason I'm mentioning this mostly useless scene. She walks out in, is it a blouse? A shirt? Who knows? She walks out in like a sexy outfit. And her friend calls her sexy girl. And all of a sudden, it's the way that she says it makes me think, you know, we've had so many different Halloween outfits. Sexy nurse, sexy cat. Why haven't I thought of sexy girl? <laughs> uh, cut back to Deckard, who is talking about, you know what, I should really stalk this girl and watch her on TV. I told her I'd watch it. <laughs> this guy <laughs> will never get lead. Oh, second reference to the geeks. The fucking, like, third highest build character is just a reply guy watching a stream. <laughs> <laughs> That's his whole purpose of the movie. Be like, hey, <laughs> hey, are you okay in there? Hey, is, hey, is Michael still bothering you? <laughs> so I want to. You guys have food? Do you want me to order you a pizza? You know I care. So <laughs> much. Do you have a crush on anyone? 
Are you, are you sure you're warm enough? You know I worry so much about you. Anyway, let's. I want to talk about this red really quick. I just wish you'd hang out with you know guys that treat you the way yeah. you deserve to be treated. <laughs> I want to talk about his friend real quick. His blonde friend who's sitting there, who just looks like the most college Republican you've ever seen in your life. He's wearing a fucking suit in college, and he's got this blonde slick back hair. He looks like a combination of Christian Bale and Wilson from House. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is the most young Pat Riley looking yeah, ass. Yeah, he just. <laughs> I mean, really so good. he's like, no, you don't understand. We have to go to the sick rager at Kevin's house. It's like you have to. It's like an exclusive party. I have been to parties like this. I have thrown darts way outside the dartboard, got them stuck in the wall. This house is a dime a dozen. It's not a big deal. Although that office is pretty sick. I would absolutely go into that office. And not just because they have African masks on the wall. Anyway. Okay. So, <laughs> so we're at the party? No, wait, wait, wait. wait. Before so... that, just really, really okay. quick. Um, I, I just think that that's like one of the stupidest parts because we also get to see uh, some of the Halloween outfits. Now, a lot of the outfits that you see in Halloween movies, it's, it's kind of tough for me because if you actually go to a Halloween party, Parker, one day you'll be invited. A lot of people will dress up as Don't something. Don't count on it. <laughs> Usually people dress up as something that isn't necessarily esoteric, but maybe it's like an inside joke. Like, you're dressing up as Billy Mays. That's... Not Billy Mays. Uh, Billy... Billy Mitchell. Mitchell God, I hope Billy so. Mitchell. Yeah. I, I've got the hair, yeah, though. I'm, I'm ready. Stay I'm, tuned. Love you're dressed up as Bigfoot yeah. again. <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm really, really jealous. Uh, that That's a good one. I'm, I'm going to be going as Nicolas Cage from uh, Mandy. That's going to be tough, because I'll be going in my underwear. Uh, it's, you know, it's something that's like, not like super well known, but here, I don't even know what most people are dressing up. Some, some guys just wore their football uniforms and are dancing together. But, uh, the strangest one to, I don't know how to word this, uh, but again, we don't like to get too political on this show, but, uh, the young college Republican guy, he's dressed up as Jules from Pulp Fiction and has Thank an you. afro is... and an afro pick <laughs> this hair this is what i want to talk to you about i want the scene of the discussion should i wear blackface to this party this is what i want more than anything i want the 20 minutes of like i mean we know everyone there right like they know i'm not racist like they know it's just a joke i, I just want the image of justin trudeau watching this in the theater with his arms crossed going amateurs <laughs> Typical lib media. <laughs> Just whitewash it. Well, I mean, sort of. Anyway. <laughs> Somebody asked me what their couple's Halloween costume should be, and I told them Justin Trudeau and Justin Trudeau. <laughs> I hope more than anything that they did. It's <laughs> fantastic. I pointed at the screen and said, you know, that's like really close to blackface, and Alex shushed me. So, okay. And like... Sorry. This is a decade after, like, it'd be one thing if it was, like, 1995. Like, it's eight years later, you're like, well, I should be this black guy. So Everyone will recognize here's, like, one of the things about it is the movie has a lot of, quote-unquote, film references, but it's just like, it sure does. no, seriously, we do watch movies. Like, because the guy's like, do you think anyone will notice that I'm from pulp fiction? At one point, Tyra Banks calls the guy who's setting up the cameras Orson Welles. He talks about... Low angle, scary. High angle, scary. Like, everyone knows, like, low angle and high angle, all right? How about you talk about mise-en-scene or something? Like, shit. Like, or, or lenses or something. It's like, this. like, no, seriously, this director has watched a movie before. Parker, this director has a vision. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's not a good one. So, this is where they're setting up the house. They're like... Disagree. 
<laughs> All right, there we go. Anyway, uh, so the guy's setting up the cameras in the house. Let's at least do one of the first kills. Uh, he's killed with a tripod. And uh, no one... Hey, you guys ever see Peeping Tom? We have. Yeah. We know about movies. So here's the thing. Uh, he's killed and no one seems to care. <laughs> he's the one guy they have in charge of everything. <laughs> no one notices. Buster Rhymes is too busy talking to Tyra Banks. Yeah, and Tyra Banks, at this point, she's actually inside her office right here. And she puts out a song and starts dancing around to it. And the camera is just so lovingly all over her ass in that skirt as she's dancing around. I'm like, I get it. I know why you cast her in this movie. Thank you so much. Uh, that guy's guilty. He just disappears and no one seems to care. I guess... I guess Michael Myers dragged his body off screen and barbecued it into jerky or something? I have no idea. So, anyway... Oh, well, uh, what seasonings did he use? Well, (laughs) whatever they are, they're going to be fresh. So, uh, (laughs) they they show up to the house, and uh, the the press is there. The press is here for a show called Dangertainment. Imagine working for the local news. Oh, you got to get on the Dangertainment beat. (laughs) I volunteer as tribute. Uh, And... Bust arrives and telling him how great it's going to be, and they're putting on the cameras, and this is where the movie really sinks into the turf, the, like the worst part of the movie, because the cameras, the, already the movie looks bad, like it just looks bad, it just looks like a bad movie, but then you put on the cameras, and they are the shittiest fucking quality, it is so tough to see what's going on, it was just an awful idea right from the get-go, and that's like half of the remaining movie here, so... Zero out of ten. So this movie, like Wyatt said, it doesn't feel like a Halloween movie. This very much feels like someone was like, you know, that Blair Witch thing made a lot of money. Oh, it was just a bunch of people point. walking around holding cameras. Yeah. Hey, you know what's a lot different than like getting lost in the woods? Just walking around a two-story house for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of rooms to explore. Kind of just see the same dark corners and closets yeah. over and over. <laughs> And it all looks over. the same too. Oh wow! This movie a haunted high chair. Oh. This movie is not good. This movie has a million problems. The layout of the house being one of many. <laughs> but also, this is such a killer premise. I'm not sure I care. Oh, I'm, absolutely. Like Why I said, we just like do if the this, show. If this stream was happening, I would be there every week in my slop. Bring back MTV's Fear, you are cowards. <laughs> that show is so good. Oh, boy. So they, they decide, let's split up, gang. And uh, they look for clues. Oh, at one point when he was a child, he sat in a chair. Isn't that crazy? Uh, it's just not very interesting. And it should be pretty obvious that this is like all a setup and everything like that. Like, I mean, just from the premise alone, it just seems like obviously it would be a setup. Uh, anyway... Uh, blonde girl uh, and the other guy, the horn dog, decide they'll go upstairs to search for more clues. And he tries to get her to like flash him or something like that. And it it's so lame and stuff. It's like you just see her bra, and it just reminded me. Remember that Super Bowl commercial with Danica Patrick and the Goat Daddy commercial? The, oh my god! It was like <laughs> what a book. go to the website to see the stunning reveal, and she's just like wearing a t-shirt. You're just like oh. Thanks so much. Hey, big boy. We're going to register a domain. <laughs> Mom and dad won't be home for a while. Oh, it appears as though terribleblog.net is available. Hmm. 
Y'all, we have made it this far and not once mentioned that one of the teens in the house is the dude from American Pie who bones terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who has to call Big Brother Casey Affleck to learn how to make his girlfriend orgasm is one of the kids in this house. <laughs> okay. Man, what a career that Evidently, guy Evidently, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. that That's rough. Uh, there's other ones that split up. Uh, Rudy goes with Sarah. Nothing... No, no. Look at you just throwing names out. I I don't know. Yeah. I remember the. Game. You can Outside say fucking baby, anything. Man. You can say Moriarty goes <laughs> a big baby. Be like, oh word. I do remember. Ah uh, uh, yes, big baby and Beauregard were together. <laughs> okay, I I will admit I don't know the names of these two characters, so I'm just going to call them Dollar Store Juliet Lewis and Creepy Guy. Uh, <laughs> the scene where fake Michael Myers sneaks up on Michael Myers is big baby and Beauregard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm in your face. Yeah, so anyway, th- those two are clearly not getting along. Creepy guy is kind of hitting on her in like a really obscene manner. But she kind of brought it on because she says cameras are so phallic. Uh, I'd like to uh, rebut this by saying, no, they're fucking not. Cameras are phallic. Oh, you want me inside you now? Is that what you yeah. said? Cool. I'm just going to follow you around this haunted murder house until you let me inside yeah. you. Uh, yeah, yeah de- definitely not phallic. Yeah. I, they, de- I've never seen one that looks yeah, like that. Yeah, that's crazy. So, like... They don't make cameras that small. <laughs> <laughs> These are nice legs. What time do they open? Oh, is that one o'clock? She's flipping off. I'm like, wow, I can't wait to see these two together. No, no, not really. So they go into the basement, and... Uh, He's talking about how much he wants to fuck her. And uh, for some reason, she's just not going for it. And uh, Hey, desperation works, fellas. This led to uh, a line I had to write down. Uh, Screwing a music major would be tantamount to lesbianism. Uh, Is that... uh, This is a post-9-11 movie, so... um, Hey, vegetarians, music majors, you're on notice. Yeah, which... uh, Music man, is it bad to be a lesbian? Tantamount to lesbianism makes it sound like cannibalism. That's so it's Bro, a, it's 2002. Lesbians don't exist good for you. except in like Coors Light commercials. Yeah, so like yeah. <laughs> and American yeah. Pie too. <laughs> so this movie, that, but then the guys have yeah. to kiss each other. What we ain't gay, <laughs> but there's broads. Yeah. So this line is a bit of a head scratcher. But not as much as a retort. I could get into that. Yeah. Good one. Just, doesn't really do a whole lot. And that's another hit. Barry Bonds, baby. (laughs) Good fucking job. Anyway, she's inexplicably turned on by his obscene advances. And right when they're about to kiss, he says, hold on. And she is pissed. She's like, not, I was like, hold on. Are you kidding me? Like, what could possibly in the world be more important than kissing a girl? Ladies, I'm going to protect you at all costs, but there's a little bit more to life than sex. And I would know that. So try try enlightenment. While you're out I there would. having premarital sex and kiss and mouth kissing, I'm busy mastering the blade. So. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Myers has spent 23 years in the house mastering the 21 foot rule. These kids are fucked. One might say that he's addicted to the knife. So, uh, the next... Hey, cool! Go fuck yourself! Find a new co-host! Thanks for joining us for our last episode. Anyway, at one point, Michael Myers burst through the mirror to kill that one guy from only American Pie movies. And, uh... So he's dead. That's not scary, though. 
because uh, if nothing in this movie is fucking scary. This is actually the scene where I kind of stopped taking notes because it's not very interesting or exciting. Uh, this is, however, one of the scenes where, uh, yo, dog, I heard you like Halloween, so I put Michael Myers in your Michael Myers movie. <laughs> it's because there's two it's Michael Myers. It's pretty good. Like, it's a stupid premise, but also, it's Buster Rhymes dressed as Michael Myers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you that this, this is a scene where I'm, I'm watching it with her. I'm like, they've already broken the cardinal rule that, uh, you can't kill off uh jamie lee curtis what are they going to oh what in the fuck when the second michael myers pops up i'm like what is this fuck <laughs> that michael myers lurks in a frame and you hear bust rhymes voice is like all right that's an extra yeah. star <laughs> <laughs> that's just a profoundly stupid idea to go with oh man anyway they're all getting killed off one by one and more and more people at the party are watching the stream this is like a major hit dangertainment's really taken oh. off all the kills are bad except the funniest beheading I've ever seen. Her fucking head bounces down the stairs. Oh my it's god! It's just sort of like staring lop- lopsided at the camera. Just like there's no way that's being played for yeah. horror. It is a goddamn. Yeah. Farce. So Deckard, I'm just, I'm just so happy that that guy's the coolest kid. He the is party. somehow. He really is. Uh, he's just the guy who's been posting nonstop at this girl. <laughs> Has a room full of people watching his every move. But like I said... Posters win. Never lock off. He is here to protect her at all costs. And uh, he's able to text her. Or I, I guess he's... Te- Why would you email someone if you can text? Whatever. I don't fucking care. Like, nothing about There's the way There's no way this works. girl gave him her number. But, <laughs> Correct. So, what, so she's accessing her email on her phone? On her flip phone? Like, Impossible. literally none of this so. makes any sense. Like, even, like, it's 2002. This stream yeah. is physically yeah. possible but it's such a stupid device i appreciate they don't but even try here, to here's the th- like no i just typed the message out and it appears one that's what i was about to say phone. it don't comes worry. in character by character what the fuck dude te- if texting worked like that it would be so much cooler absolutely you could see everyone like deleting stuff and rewording it and everything yeah that's exactly what i wanted you would spend time like writing it out longhand before you send it out Correct. I would not okay. do that. I would just make yeah, an ass of just... myself because that's yes. way easier. <laughs> How many times would you just get a text back? Don't delete that. I saw you write that, bitch. You fucking idiot. <laughs> you stupid dick. That's <laughs> all you censor yourself. Uh, so, I'm going to jump forward here a bit because I don't care about the characters getting killed off. I spent this entire sequence just imagining him sending her. Red Lobster, I come with a It got me through a solid yeah. 10 minutes. Speaking of <laughs> balls are above the dick also. <laughs> when I'm up. Switching my tongue. <laughs> Very good. Actually, okay, so this is kind of one of the one of my favorite lines is... Um, I gotta find the exact uh, reference here. Uh, this is a real thing. So, co- go back to, like, earlier in the uh, movie. Uh where she's talking about oh i'm emailing this guy and she's like oh he's probably like 50 years old and bald and collects human skin like that's so fucking weird but uh it's uh she's uh, i think deckard says like actually you know knights uh would talk about um fucking uh they, they would send letters to maidens that they never even met so th- those are the original posters it reminds me. God, <laughs> such a reply guy. <laughs> it just reminds me of who is that Irish guy who is like a really well-known like writer or poet or something like that. He used to 
he used to sext via longhand letter, and he would talk about pounding those merry little farts out of uh, <laughs> out of his maidens. King, it was real king oh, shit. I, I believe his name was Ben. No, as it turns out, you know what his name was? It was James Joyce. He would do that. Oh, can't wait to fuck all those merry little farts out of you. Imagine being a woman of one of those like you know corset petticoats or things, and you get to open up a letter. I'm gonna pound those merry little farts out of you. <laughs> Oh, heavens to Murgatroyd. <laughs> so this is a scene where Buster Rhymes starts doing Kung Fu. Oh my god, it's so funny. Alex, would you like it's... to take the lead here? <laughs> Compose yourself for a second. I'm working on it, buddy. I'm working Just on it. Just think about that mop handle. <laughs> Just... Much like for... Robin doing his laundry. <laughs> for the fucking... For Buster Rhymes being kung fu, uh, like watching kung fu movies, to be foreshadowing, like fuck yourself, man. <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> Chekhov's one Chun Li movie. So we're watching that uh, that Chun Li movie for our next episode, right? Oh fuck yeah, dude! <laughs> I'll let you do it too. I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of curious. I would give anything for them just to re-release a bunch of old like Chinese martial arts movies with Buster Rhymes commentary. <laughs> I would pay top dollar. It's it's so funny because yeah, she's literally just going <laughs> the entire time. It's so if that's the whole thing, it's just him making his own sound effects over the dub. <laughs> Alright, we gotta make some guys. We've had a lot of investment opportunities tonight. I feel like this is our strongest contender. This and then Rainforest Cafe. We can put a screen up in Rainforest Cafe that shows Kung Fu movies with busted rhymes over dubbing them. And then every 15 minutes, the movie stops while the fake thunder happens and the animals freak out. Oh, man. I love you, Busta. Remember that one year for all the NBA games they did it? Justin Bieber did a little Drummer Boy song with Busta Rhymes on it? No. Because that was one of those horrifying commercials I've ever seen. Man. <laughs> I really want to find That'll be our closing song. It's Justin Bieber featuring Busta Rhymes' Little Drummer Boy. (laughs) Okay, so uh, he is not able to kill Michael Myers, although they kick him out of the house and he hangs himself and he's still alive because, Jesus. Anyway, uh, this is one of my favorite parts of the movie because uh, she gets a text saying he's still alive. Okay, he's still alive. And she asks, where is he? And he says, in the house. Which is already funny enough, because they're like, oh, thanks for Sick, nothing. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, where is he? We'll start- oh, he's standing right next to us. It just jams his knife into Buster Rhymes' shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's sending a message. Good night, Marks and Jabroni haters. <laughs> I hate when Marks work themselves into a shoot, brother. H.H. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Uh, the odds of me asking our good friend adrian to photoshop any scene of that movie with check it out y'all img (laughs) incredibly high so she goes out to uh one of the flaws of the original movie is they kind of have like a laundry room out back and that doesn't make sense because in Chicago when it gets really cold you're not going to want to do your laundry. So anyway, they've repurposed it as like the central cupola. I, I mean that 
it's it's pretty warm here, and that's true too. So, uh, I don't know. so I know here's the board. thing: uh, they go in there. There's blood all over the place. Apparently, uh, Tyra Banks has been. Um, don't you crap out on the internet? I got time for this. Yeah. Wait. Are you okay? All right. We're, we're good? good. Okay. So Tyra, they, she, they go into like that shed out back, right? And there's like blood all over the place. And they're like, oh, where did all this blood come from? Apparently when Tyra Banks got hanged, there was blood all over the place. Maybe she got hanged and then stabbed or something like that? What's the, the point? fucking nerve to kill Tyra Banks off screen. Yeah. Thanks for fucking yeah. nothing. It's probably like a Tyra Banks dummy. Anyway. Uh, so she pulls out a chainsaw, mm-hmm. tries to turn this into a completely different movie. Uh, genre mixing alert. Boop, boop. <laughs> chainsaw. I'll skid your ass wrong. Uh, anyway, long story short, they... Oh, let's say the line. Trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> like it, a fucking all-timer. Yeah. Like, it really is. That's When you see this movie, that's that's a line that sticks with me forever. You'll never forget Buster Rhymes yelling trick or treat, motherfucker, <laughs> at one of the most iconic horror characters. <laughs> I love you, Buster. <laughs> We don't deserve yeah. Buster. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, they're able to, quote-unquote, kill him. I guess they electrocute him or something like that. That's one of those things where, after watching all the Friday the 13th movies, I'm a little desensitized. I'm like, oh, he could easily walk away from that. And I'm like, oh, it's a different guy. So, uh, what what this movie really did, what the Halloween franchise really needed was Busta Rhymesplaining the, uh, what Michael Myers is. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> You know, actually, he's just a big great white shark in overalls and a mask. He's all about killing fools, etc. Uh, and they're like, how do you feel about this? And he's like, let me tell you how I feel. He puts his hand into the camera, and the credits don't roll. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's like, that's where you end your movie. But clearly they're like, oh, what if this movie does well? <clears throat> And uh, we need a sequel. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so they have the body. It's wrapped in plastic, like in Twin Peaks. And they bring it to the morgue. He's like, you got a celebrity here. And she's like, oh, yeah, really? I'll get an autograph. Yeah, it's Michael Myers, the guy who killed 30 people. She's like, what the fuck? And he just leaves. And she unzips it. And it's not Michael Myers at all. It's Bigfoot. <laughs> and that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> So, any final thoughts on Halloween Resurrection? It fucking sucks, <laughs> but it's also good. Like, my memories of this movie were much better than this movie itself. Correct. And for like, for like another six months as I remember watching this, it's not going to be the case that I like this movie. But like this time next year, if you ask me if this movie's good, I'm going to be like, oh, hell yeah. I'm going to... I... It, just, it, just, it just takes time to forget all of the bad parts. Just... Halloween Resurrection is very good in theory. Just call it what it is. It's the Busta Rhymes Halloween movie. That is your draw right there. Uh, I, why is he like? Why? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I've never been able to parse this. Like of all people, like all right. Well, Jamie Lee Curtis is gone. We need a new. We need a new like big face get. of the franchise. Like, He's a. Final I don't girl. even remember him having like a real acting career. Like. Like, was it's, it's DMX like busy? Somebody... Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, this oh, man. DMX. I mean, that's the thing about this fucking movie is, like, I have a feeling there was, like, some racist uh, executive who watched uh, H20. It was just like, oh, the kids sure love that uh, LL Cool J, they call him. Let's get it back for this movie. Ah, Buster Rhymes, same person. 
<laughs> no, if, if th- that racist executive 100% would have gotten That's a good point. <laughs> oh, could he have worn the mask, though, with the hair? <laughs> Can we imagine Coolio with his hair wearing the Michael Myers mask? Okay, let's move on to the game of games. Oh, oh yes, yeah. let's. Oh, I have I have good news and bad news this Uh-oh. week, guys. The good news is I won. <laughs> oh, jeez. What could the bad news be? Well, the bad news is that you guys are going to have to work together, like, when, uh, you know, you're playing Mario Party, and, like, both of you hit green spaces, oh. and then it just, like, plops you onto the same, like, mm-hmm. red team, and uh, you're working against the other oh. person. So, uh, before we get to that, uh, Chris went 4-4 four and four and Parker went 3-6, and six, so I get to assign Parker a movie. Pog. And, uh... Parker, you're gonna watch a movie that I talked about earlier this year called Runaway with Tom Selleck. <laughs> okay. That uh, I think you will enjoy. Now, this is gonna be a little trivia game. Oh, I do uh, love trivia. You guys, uh, you guys are working together here, but there's a catch. Fuck me. The catch is you can't help your teammates. What? answer questions on their own (laughs) and you win together and lose together so we're working together we can't help each other sick correct hey chris don't open your phone that'd be so bad (laughs) if you ask me what the biggest fucking team is (laughs) god this is my witness team no these are these are somehow not dog shit questions like uh, i haven't just made things up for this mostly because i've been busy and couldn't and didn't have time to make anything up for it but uh all right so uh i sure would hate to tank this for my good friend (laughs) i'd hate for him to have to watch a movie with me all right (laughs) parker Parker, you ready? Yeah, sure, why not? Chris, you ready? Yes. Alright, Parker, who is the Bengals' starting quarterback? Oh, fuck uh, me, dude. Can I, can I, can never I, can I, can I No, 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 what? you cannot. All I read was that he got benched. I didn't even bother uh, clicking on, on the article. <laughs> why would I seconds. click on that? I, fuck, I don't know. <sighs> Chris, Chris, who is the Broncos' starting quarterback? Uh, Parker, help me out here. Uh, Five seconds. Trevor Simeon. (laughs) No, he's on the Jets giving monkey nucleosis (laughs) to Sam Darnold. Dude, wasn't he hanging above the bar? (laughs) Something called a Brandon Allen. (laughs) That's the fucking third year of your Madden franchise. That's horseshit. This quiz sucks. All right, Parker, you're up again. Oh, Oh, there's more than one. Parker, what team does Terrell Suggs play for? Cardinals. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Correct. I only know that because he was in the intro for the new Madden, oh. and I've played it like three times, and every time I went, hey, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chris, where did Patriots great Jarrett Stidham go to college? Uh, wait, wait was he Stanford? No. He was oh, not Stanford. Was Auburn. Yeah. 
Wait, who's starting for the Bengals? Ryan Finley. <laughs> Ryan Finley. <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's not... No. <laughs> Sorry, I'm letting this down here. That's not a... Th- what? A, whatever. That's not a real person. I could have read that earlier. I wouldn't have. That would not have stayed in my brain. <laughs> That's fair. If I had said Moriarty, would I gotten the point? <laughs> Half credit. I'll All take. Right. It. Hold on to that one for later. Beauregard Burger's gonna save us. of questions you guys got to get both of these right the, cool. the three okay. three tie so uh all right parker who's the arizona Cardinals starting running back oh fuck 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 oh no god damn it they just traded for someone shit god damn it because it's not david johnson still right five seconds fuck me uh... <laughs> Oh, the grand, it. it's gone. <laughs> it's Kenny. Uh, I did that one. What even? Whatever. <laughs> These aren't real people. I've seen three Cardinal snaps this year. You must not have been watching with your dad. <laughs> Correct. You know, if you really applied yourself, you'd be like Kyler. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm aware, Dad. I've heard the speech. Every All goddamn right. weekend. All right, la- last question. It's it's meaningless, but uh, you know, I figure we might as well go through the spirit the of the game. Yeah, Chris, who is the New England Patriots head coach? Bill Belichick. That is correct. It's not, well, it's Parker, not if only you had gotten that one. It's not where I thought that question was going. You know what? Do you want... <laughs> who is the New England Patriots? It's like, oh. Did, did you... Wait, All did right. you want me to, like, re-edit that so I get the easy question? And then it's like, there's a drama. Can Parker get this last question? Who is the starting running back? For... No, I don't oh, want drama. Do it the way. <laughs> oh, I had a really easy one lined up for Chris. If only Parker could have... Kenny and Drake. <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's a... Fucking Keenan and Kyle. <laughs> I was trying to help you out with like the Grand Canyon Drake. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah, wow. the, that almost worked. Yes. Chris, all you had to say is he runs fast. He would have uh, got. Yeah. That. I would have said Felix Jones. <laughs> Getting cash in a hurry. All right. So. Well, you guys have. You guys have an opportunity to either be friends or foes here. You can either assign each other a movie, or I will assign you each a movie. Oh, yeah? I'll let you guys decide amongst yourselves. Uh, well, I don't suppose if we voted on this. Uh, Park, Only takes Parker, two, but... I, I think maybe if we assigned each other a movie, it would be uh, good. I, I yeah. could I've got yeah, some ideas. I can apologize for a repo the genetic copper and assign you a good movie. Oh, you'll yeah, apologize. i You'll pay yeah, your penance. <laughs> As a Catholic. Uh, anyway. Uh, actually, I do have a movie for you. I'll go first because this one's actually good. It's actually a masterpiece. Um, it's a movie called Brazil. Uh, make sure you watch the director's cut. The, the regular theatrical cut was not good. It was really bad. Watch the director's cut. I think it's one of the greatest movies ever made. This is... When I make fun of you for watching Star Wars, be like, oh, it's just a space opera with stupid lasers and stuff like that. This is Opera. this is what I think. 
This is what I think that science fiction ought to be, or speculative fiction, or whatever you want to call it. This is what I think it ought to be. I think it is very inventive. I think it tells a story. It has a message. It is about something. And it's very, very well done. And I, I think you will love it. Just give me my spankings. The Devil's Carnival is a 2015 American musical fantasy horror film. Man, that sounds good, right? <laughs> no. I will give you something that I'm assuming you haven't seen. Chris, have you seen Body Bags? The horror anthology hosted by John Carpenter? I have not. How have I not seen that? Buddy. I was going to sign you Candy Man, but then I remember that existed. Oh. <laughs> and boy. I mean, either one is good. But... It's hosted by him? Body Bags. What? Yes. He plays a mortician. I'm it is in... a lot. It is very. Oh, it sounds a whole nice. lot better than me making you watch Boss Baby. So, <laughs> correct. Jeez. Yeah, body bags fucks. It's like no one talks about it, but it's yeah. It's I'll, good. I'll absolutely do that and tell you what. Just for you, just for content, and just to show how good of a friend I am, it's called the Devil's Carnival. Oh no, you, you don't have <laughs> don't to do worry. that. I. <laughs> Starring Tech Nine, cool. <laughs> Tech Nine and Bill Mosley in the same movie. Paul Sorvino is Paul Sorvino plays God. And David, ha- I mean, if you watch that, you have to watch the short film that comes before no, it. Uh, uh, it's a direct sequel. You might miss some things. Somehow get over it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Short film is 56 minutes. Man, fuck this guy. <laughs> what a fucking That's asshole. Short. Here's an hour-long gothic rock opera. It's a short film. Eat my asshole. No, you have to be under 40 minutes for it to be a short. 56 is too long to be a short. Let me, hold up. This is... Hallelujah. The devil's Oh, I, I chose the right one. This, uh, this movie only has 14 songs. <laughs> hey, it must be fucking nice, man. Wait, I just got mad all over. Oh, but for the eighth time, one of these songs is only performed during a mid-credits. Oh no! Mid-credits? No. Oh man, might miss some world building. I would hate for that to happen. And that's the tea, sis.